We're going to continue on with our model prayer, our daily bread is our topic this morning. Sermon title today is Let's Eat. You knew it was coming. Sermon about food. You're probably just surprised that it's not a series about food, but uh, maybe we can get that in at some point in time. I've almost been with you a year and... um, I don't know, you may have fed me more times than I have preached to you. So, uh, so I'm a debtor this morning. So good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. What a beautiful congregation. What a beautiful presence of the Lord among us today. And God is good to us. God is faithful to us. And even in the midst of the storm, the anchor still holds. And God is faithful. We hold on to Him today. So I want to preach this sermon, Let's Eat, from the series, What If We Prayed? And I I start with this question, why do we eat? Think about that, why do we eat? Now there could be many different reasons. One, the obvious answer is we're hungry. But sometimes we eat because we're bored. Sometimes we eat just because the food is there. Sometimes you are appointed to pastor a church and all they do is cook and And make food and you have to eat. (laughs) Sometimes we eat for fellowship and companionship. Sometimes we just eat out of habit because of we're just downtime and we eat and we eat again. We really should eat. Now, it pains me to say this this morning, but we really should eat for nutrition and for health and to power our body. That's really how we, how we should eat. And I, and I want to make that connection physically speaking this morning, but more importantly, spiritually speaking today. You see, there is a difference between appeasing our appetites or eating for health and nutrition. There is a difference, they tell me. And there should be a difference in our spiritual lives on feeding on God's daily bread as opposed to just asking God for our whims and our wants. There's a difference. So here's a good bridge verse for us this morning as we begin this sermon, and bridges back to last week's sermon from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, tells us this promise. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So this morning, let's pray together this beautiful model prayer from Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 9. And if you would, just pray it out loud with me this morning as they put it on the screen. Our Lord said, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be the name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I want to ask us a question this morning about needs and wants. Needs and wants. If you are a parent, you have probably had this discussion with your children or grandchildren before. 
I would ask you this morning, do you really need a new BMW? Do you really need a new boat? Some of you don't need a new boat because you wouldn't come to church on Sundays. You'd be out on the boat. <laughs> now I'm just meddling. <laughs> Do you really need the newest iPhone? What are we on now? Version 77 or something? I don't know. I lose count. I admire those of you who still carry the old-fashioned flip phones. But do we really need those things? I believe we should stop treating God as if he were a genie in the bottle. And I believe that's what the Lord is teaching us here in this, this model prayer. And look, look at this scripture, James 4, 3. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. And I believe that, that God, yes, wants to give us, the scripture says, the desires of our hearts, but that is after we have come in alignment in a relationship with him and following his will and seeking his ways. Because then the desires of our heart will be things that God can bless and use. And so to think of prayer as just something that we are rubbing on the side of a bottle and a genie pops out and answers our, our every want and our every whim, that is not prayer. Prayer is cultivation, first and foremost, of a relationship with us and our Heavenly Father. So he teaches us to pray, give us this day our, our daily bread. Prior to beginning this model prayer, if you, if you look back earlier in this passage, they're going to put it on the screen. In, in, in chapter 6, verse 5, Jesus was teaching prior to the prayer, and here's what he said. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward, that men may be seen of them. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees you in the secret place will reward you openly. Let's look at verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. But therefore, be not like them. Here, here's the phrase I want us to grab this morning. For your Father knows the things that you need before you ask Him. What a wonderful assurance to know that God already knows what we need. And when I pray, give me this day my daily bread, my Father has already been preparing for me and you what we need for this day. For this day. Look at Matthew 6, 31. This is a passage after the model prayer as Jesus continued to, to teach there. Jesus said, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now here it is. But seek first. Everybody say first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. See there's an alignment isn't there. 
there's an alignment. They tell me that sometimes my vehicle, if I hit too many potholes and, and run off the road too many times, and not that I would do that. I'm a much better driver than my wife. But if, if I were to do that, <laughs> that's probably not true. But if I were to do that, that you got to get your car back in, in alignment. And sometimes you take it in tune and align. And I believe Jesus is saying here in our lives, prayer is a way to bring us back into alignment with his will and his heart and his plan for our lives. And then when we pray for that provision of that daily bread, we're praying in alignment to him. And God is going to take care of us. When we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be added to us. Now, verse 34 is a good verse for us to look at because if you're like me, sometimes we worry. And worry can be a a tough thing and a hard thing. And people lay in bed sometimes worrying about the next day or worrying about someone or something. But Jesus said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. I don't know what you may deal with tomorrow, but God already knows. In fact, God is already in your tomorrow. God is already there. God is already making provision and protection for your tomorrow. And Jesus said here, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. There's enough to deal with today, amen? But God is in our tomorrow. But not only is sufficient for today its own troubles, sufficient for today is God's mercies. God's mercies are new every morning. His faithfulness is new every morning. And yes, every day may be challenging at times or taxing at times or we find ourselves needing answers or needing provision, but God will be faithful to us every single day. And you say, well, God, I want the long-term plan. I want, I want you to, to just bless me and take care of a, of a month ahead of time. But sometimes we have to walk by faith and just go day by day. Thank God for those times of abundance. I thank God for those abundant blessings. I thank God for those seasons of life where we live on the mountain tops of life. But I want to promise you that God is just as real in those seasons where we have to depend upon him day by day or even hour by hour. His grace is sufficient. So do not worry. So what about today? What about today? I, I thought about the children of Israel, God's people in the Old Testament times, that, that uh, they knew something about God's daily provision. And I found this scripture that kind of summed it up as to what is on our heart this morning. Deuteronomy 8.3 It says, so God humbled you. As he's speaking to the children of Israel here, he said, God humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know nor did your fathers know, that you might make you know that man shall not live, watch this, man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. There are more things than materialistic things in this life. The material things in this world, the things that I may accumulate, the things that I may accomplish, do not sustain me. What sustains me is God's word. God's daily bread that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord is my sustaining grace every day. 
And we see that the children of Israel wandered in the desert, in the wilderness for 40 years. But God took care of them each of those days within those 40 years. And God fed them, the Bible says, from heaven with a thing called manna. And it was interesting when you think about this manna. He did not heap it down in piles and they put it in wheelbarrows and take it and put it in their pantries or their Dutch ovens. He put just enough manna and said, collect your portion for the day. And in fact, some of them tried to collect extra manna. Now, on the sixth day, let me say this, the sixth day, they were to get double because they were to prepare for the Sabbath. But every other day, your portion for the day. And when they tried their own way to heap more to themselves, the Bible said they would, that manna would rot. It would rot. And I believe many times, if we aren't careful, we try to live our own way. We try to make our own way. We try to produce our own provision when God says we need to be praying, Lord, give me this day my, your daily bread. And God will take care of us. He gave them a, a daily provision of manna that sustained them. We read one time they, that uh, they started grumbling and complaining about God's provision I believe as, as children of God, sometimes uh, we need to guard ourselves from becoming spoiled, rotten brats. Now, that's kind of ugly sounding, but sometimes if we aren't careful, we just think we, we're it and we've arrived and, and God should just do everything we want him to do. And, and they started complaining, didn't they, about the manna that God was giving to them. And God sent a big flock of quail through and they ate it and they had the meat, but they were kind of sick afterwards. And I think it was showing them sometimes we, we want more than what we ought to have and we pursue things of this life and then there comes a leanness in our souls. Sometimes we get that new vehicle and then the payment starts coming in, $950 a month or, or whatever, and it was way over what we should have bought. And the joy that was there when the new car smell was there, I think there's something in that smell that just pulls people in it. But then there's a leanness that can come to our lives because of that financial bondage. Now, that's a practical thing, but it's a spiritual thing too. As we plan our lives and we try to get more and more, sometimes more isn't more, sometimes more is less. That'd be a good thing to tweet. Sometimes more isn't more. Sometimes more is less. Godliness with contentment, the Bible says, is great gain. And I think as we live our lives, we need to be prayerful and mindful of, do I really need this? And what is it going to mean to my budget? Do I really need this? Am I going to have time to maintain this? And seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, I'm not preaching against having things this morning. You, you know my heart. You know the balance of what I'm preaching today. I am preaching about things having us. That, that, that's where we're going this morning. And, and using some strategy and planning our lives and putting God first. 
I don't preach a lot about money, but, but it has been said that we can look at someone's checkbook many times and you can see if they're practicing out biblical principles or not. And that makes a lot of sense sometimes of how we're spending our money, but also how we're spending our time. And, and, and so what about daily walking with the Lord and saying, Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Give me this day my fellowship and my walk and my strength with you. Not one time have I walked into Martha Jefferson Hospital or UVA Hospital and, and I've been able to say, you know what, let me just go down to your house and we'll get some of your stuff and your belongings and things and we'll bring it down here and that'll get you well and that'll, that'll help you. It's that walk with the Lord. It's that daily walk with God that sustains us. One day we're going to leave. We've had a lot of funerals here lately. One day we're going to leave all of this behind. And none of these things that occupy our lives and our times and the clutter of our lives, none of these things really make a difference. It's the love and relationship with God and others. That's what counts. That's what's going to mean something in our lives. So I ask you this morning, when we talk about this manna, I thought of a question, what is it? In fact, one translation of manna was, what is it? What is it? Well, it looked a little bit like a, like a wafer. But summed up, it was God's provision that was coming to his people. And I thought of it in the context of, of food, since we're talking let's eat this morning. And our manna, our daily bread will come to us in many, many different ways. One way, first and foremost, God gives us strength and ability to work and to earn and to do. And it is very biblical for us to work and to use the, the, the strength that God has given to us, to use the abilities and the giftedness that God gives us to earn daily bread. Amen? Now, I understand there comes a season of retirement, and that's biblical also. I understand that there comes sometimes disabilities or health issues, and, and there are biblical ways of, of, of taking care, and the church should help with that too. Amen? But if we have health and we have strength, we should, we should work and labor, and that's one way God provides our daily bread. But I thought of it in terms of food a little bit, and I thought um, sometimes we have comfort food. Now, I talked about those fruits and vegetables as much as it pained me to do that earlier. But old mac and cheese, comfort food. And sometimes God gives us comfort food. Sometimes we're distraught and we're down and we're out. And when we pray for our daily bread, sometimes he feeds us with comfort food. Then I thought about those energy drinks and energy bars. And let me just tell you this. If I were to drink one of those energy drinks... I would be bouncing off the wall for like the next six months. We would probably just need to schedule revival and just let me preach for like three weeks. I don't know. I know that I couldn't handle, and some of these people just guzzle them. I don't know how you do it. But can I tell you that those energy drinks physically give energy, but in times when we need strength, God wants to feed us his daily bread, and it can be strength to us. So sometimes his daily bread is comfort to us. Sometimes his daily bread is strength to us. 
Sometimes we, we need health. And that kind of goes back to the beginning of this sermon as we're praying and we're seeking God's will for our, our lives and a plan for our lives. Prayer should produce in us more Christ-likeness. Prayer should produce changes in our lives as we become more and more like God. And it's okay to ask for things. It's okay to make our petitions known. That's scriptural. But, but a good balance praying and, and a good balance of saying, Lord, please give me my daily bread would be, God, feed me those fruits and vegetables that will make me a healthy Christian, that will make me a healthy person for the kingdom of God. So I say this morning, give us this day our daily bread. Look with me, Matthew 7, 11. Talking about God giving us what we need. Jesus said here, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Look with me to Philippians 4, 19. As we're pray, if we're talking about praying, give me this day our daily bread. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You say, I don't know where the answer is coming from. It's coming according to his riches in Christ Jesus. That's where the answer is coming from. I don't know where the provision is coming from. It's coming from his riches in Christ Jesus. I don't know where my strength is going to come from. It's coming from his riches in Christ Jesus. He has promised us that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And one final verse that I want to share with us this morning, if the praise team would come and want to sing and worship together before we leave this morning. Psalm 107 and 9. The psalmist said this, For he, for God, satisfies the longing soul, and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. He satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry soul with goodness. I look at us this morning as I close with great love and compassion, and I say this, if, if you have a longing in your soul... Avoid a sense of something is missing, then I ask you this morning, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Or has that relationship become strained or separated or distant? Only God can satisfy the longing that's in our soul. This morning... I, I, I say, let's draw close to Him. This morning, I say, if you feel that there's a distance between you and God, why don't you come to Him fresh and anew today as an individual and say, God, would you satisfy my longing soul? Maybe you're at a place in your walk where you want more of God. And you want, you're seeking the Lord and, and maybe you're studying and you're, you're praying and, and you're wanting to grow in your walk with the Lord. Well, I have some good news for you too, friend. He says he fills the hungry soul with goodness. So what do you need to do? Keep praying.
keep believing, keep reading His Word, keep assembling together with God's people and, and say, Lord, fill my hungry soul. I want to tell every one of us this morning, we need the Lord's daily bread. Every one of us, we need His daily bread. And I just pray that before we leave this morning, that we would each reaffirm in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives that we're going we're gonna to pray this simple phrase. Lord, give me this day your daily bread. He is faithful to do that. Never one time have I asked for God's help has He refused to help me. Never one time have I needed His blessing and He's refused to bless me. And as odd as this illustration might sound this morning, but I've told you about my little grandmother that I lived behind growing up. God has never failed to feed me and neither has my little grandmother failed to feed me. And if I would walk into that house any time of day, whatever she had prepared, she wanted me to eat. She wanted me to eat. And if she didn't have anything, she would get food out of the refrigerator and fix it. If it wasn't anything in the refrigerator that I wanted to eat, she would go into the freezer and she would unfold whatever it might be and whatever any of us wanted. And she would feed us. She would feed us. But I want to tell you, as simple as that little illustration may sound, God wants to give you and me His daily bread. And if He needs to go into the storehouse of His refrigerator to get it out, He'll get it out. If He needs to dig down in the freezer and unthaw a blessing to give to you and that's what you need, then that's what He will provide. God is faithful to you. God is faithful to me. And I say, God, give us this day our daily bread. So here's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to ask you just to stand, and I'm going to ask the praise team to to lead us in worship for a couple of songs this morning before we leave this house. And as we worship, I, I want you to thank God for His daily bread. I want you to ask Him for... 